From the New South Wales Aboriginal Land Council, this is the A Cuppa and a Yarn podcast. Hello and welcome to A Cuppa and a Yarn from the New South Wales Aboriginal Land Council. I'm Michelle Alexandrovix Lovegrove. And uh, as we head to Anzac Day 2020, it's certainly going to be uh, very different to how it's been in the past. And I'm having a yarn today with an Aboriginal veteran, David Williams. David, thanks for having a cuppa and a yarn today. Oh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be uh, thought of, at least, <laughs> by someone at least. It's an honour, really. Um, <laughs> yes, we've got to, uh, you know, we've got to fight off this pandemic. And um, as a result of that, I think in a lot of cases, it's going to open up a lot of doors. And uh, hopefully those doors are bigger and stronger. You're well known to myself, to a lot of people in New South Wales, but if you don't mind, if we can maybe just sort of start off the yarn today with just a, a little bit about you. Who's your mob? My mob is, um, you know, we're Malari Bundjalung mob. Uh, they're by Eucle, uh, northwest of Grafton, about 100 k's. And uh, actually, I was actually born in, in South Grafton Hospital in 47. And, uh, you know, large family. And as today, like having from large families, uh, I always say to young fellas, before you start taking that one out, you better talk to the old people. It probably end up your cousin or something. And, mm. I, and it's so true. But, mm. the, you know, it's just, just uh, our, our system that we had, uh, it's just brilliant. It's an absolute brilliant system. And um, that's why we've been around so long. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you were born in South Grafton Hospital. I've, I've been reading a little bit about you online. There's a bit there when you made the decision to join the Navy. How did that happen? I've, I read a story about you, you you being up a ladder or something. No, oh, no. no what, what, what happened was uh, we're all young fellas and, and the police boys were a major clubs, were a major influence in my life. When I say influence, you know, there's always something to do, whether it's gymnastics or summer boxing or something, you know. And uh, when I was down here in Sydney, uh, it was uh, Glebe Police Boys, or South Sydney uh, first, and then Glebe Police Boys. But when I was up in uh, Brisbane at, at Nance Place, it was uh, Lang Park Police Boys. And, because, uh, you know, you do all the stuff in, in that. And uh, and I had fun, and you get to know the police, and it was the positive. it was a positive move. But then... Didn't like me boxing, and neither my mother for that moment, because a few of our, our uh, relations were boxers and uh, from Jimmy Sharman's era and all that, and they didn't end up uh, too well from the from that uh, experience. And so I was allowed to wrestle, wasn't allowed to box. And unfortunately, I got caught because in the Courier Mail in Brisbane, they used to put those sports results for police boys in them, and my name came up. Well, I got boxed, all right. <laughs> that was the end of that effort. And I was under the Taylor boys up there, and uh, yeah. But uh, relevance to the Navy, um, I was working with Watson and Crane. I was playing rugby league uh, in the Belmont Juniors with Glebe Police Boys, and then we got graded up in the Jersey Flag and President's Cup, and then we started training for uh, third grade another next season and trickle out and all those fellas. But they got called up in uh, national service, and you know. I know I didn't have to go now. I didn't know then that if you're Aboriginal, you didn't have to go. But, mm. uh, well, no-one tells you that, eh? Yeah, well, I thought, well, my mates are going, so I'll go and do my bit. But I'm not going to walk around everywhere like the bloody army because all my 
uncles and that, they, they all served, you know. The 29 members of my extended family served for the country from the light horse right through to present day. So, yep, I thought I'll go and sail around. And, because and, uh, I used to work at the state office building and AMP building as a in, in the water, waterproofing gang. And um, I used to look down on the fleet and I said, what are them blokes doing? So that was what it was all about. And the fact that when I was a real little fellow, I... We used to go to the main pool in the harbour and we'd be walking past the Bells Hotel and then fellas, young sailors would be cooling and out there. My mum used to say, don't you ever grow up like them fellas? No, mum. <laughs> what happened? I failed. <laughs> but I can still remember the look on her face when I come home with my uniform on because I got my auntie to sign up, sign me up. And I could see all the worry drain out of her face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only mum, mum's love, son. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but no, I uh, it, it allowed me to go around the world and have a look at all this stuff and formulate my own opinions on who's bad and who's not. I was having a little bit of a read of um, where you've served and what ships you were on and then you joined the Australian Submarine Squadron as well, is that right? Yeah, well, I, what happened was I was at uh, HMAS Penguin, which is at Balmoral, that's the Naval Hospital, and um, I had a, uh, a foot, uh, foot injury and I was there. And anyway, they had the fourth submarine squadron, which was English. And, uh, you know, I got a drink with a few of the lads. And, and uh, they called me in to go and down on the boat and have a look. And you don't have to call them sir and all this stuff. And I said, yeah, this will do me. After I come back from Malaya and Borneo in, in the early, in the mid-60s, that's uh, 65, 66, and then after that Vietnam, I went and did my sub- submarine suitability at the Kifley uh, Chambers. I think it's at uh, yeah, um, up there in Wentworth Avenue. I think that's where it is. And um, and I passed it all. But then on the newsreels at the cinema, they had race rides in Birmingham and Brixton in UK. And with my attitude towards the English, it wouldn't have been a very good career move at that stage. So I just deferred my uh, transition to submarines till 1979. And I'm glad because I went there as an old bloke, you know, otherwise I'd have been so one-eyed and tunnel-visioned. It's just a completely different world. And, um, you know, it doesn't matter to us on, on the boats, whether it's wartime or peacetime, it's pretty much, pretty much the same. It's just, uh, it's hard, Jack. I mean, you've got you to like that sort of, um, you know, it's not for everyone, but... Um, I liked it, you know. The job, the job was pretty hard, and but the uh, the camaraderie and mateship is second to none. Not many of us get put in a situation where blokes can, can absolutely detest you, but if you're in strife, he'll give you a hand, and that's what happened in boats. You know, we just uh, we just stick together. This is a cup and a yarn from the New South Wales Aboriginal Land Council. I'm speaking uh, with David Williams about uh, being in defence, being in the navy the years since, the work that you've been doing to support um, Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander veterans as well, David. So, you know, you've played quite a role in that over a number of years now, haven't you? Oh, it's imperative, you know, like um, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I'm, uh, I'm just black, with, you know, with curly hair and I'm born this far south, so I can't hide. <laughs> I feel for my brothers and sisters that are... Um, aren't as well suntanned and sometimes they'd balance on the fence or 
you know, just say nothing. I, I, I understand all of that. Uh, but um, not a lot of Australians, because of uh, the uh, educational system, get get told the truth in, in as much as who did what and, and so forth. It's like just the basic, you know. I remember when I was in primary school, Captain Cook found Australia. Excuse me, sir. Yes, Williams. I didn't know we were lost. Well, I can still feel the cane. So I needed to hear about our heroes, like it's Pemaway over here, and then uh, Gendamara on the West Australian coast. But no, no, I've got to learn about Cook, all these other fellows. I mean, that's no good to me. I need to brag about these blokes. And I just have a look at the whole of the history. Until they recognise us 100%, there'll always be a, a gap there in the system. Mm. You know, so, yeah, so I'm very fortunate that I can see the, the goodness in a lot of things. I'm too old to hate all the time. It's just ridiculous. One thing that has remained constant, the only Aboriginal that I know that's got all us mob on the one side is that fellow called Pemawoy. <laughs> and uh, and I'm glad that I chaired the advisory committee in my local council to name the suburb after him. Mm-hmm. And all the uh, all the high streets in that uh, around Prospect Hill and that are all in Darek language. So you know we got a very proactive council here in the west. And until we were forced to amalgamate, so that's a different story. With your understanding of how we basically help our young people to move forward, whether it's into, you know, whatever job it happens to be, how can looking at the lessons of the past, you know, of your years of service, people before you, people who are following, young people now who are looking at at joining Defence, etc., how can we learn from some of those lessons through that uh, didn't help our people? Well, the Defence Department... It's a pretty pretty hard task they got to do because they've got a lot of people in the defence system that, um, you know, um, I don't know where their logic comes from, but um, obviously they've got more qualifications. And by the end of the day, you still need that hard, hard yakker stuff, you know. And we got too complacent. That's, that's how I feel, too complacent. And uh, we need to tighten it up. But the, the positive about all, all defence sides of things you get taught skills, and uh, that is invaluable. That is that is the top. And you know, I still got uh, colleagues and friends from all over the world, all because of the Australian Defence Department. And um, that's a positive. Trouble is with our young people. You know, these days um, they're going away doing the tours of duty and that, and they're coming back home, and they're living in units and that all over the place. We lived on the barracks. The team was together all the time, you know. It's like these people are finding out now about isolation and they're ending up with domestic violence and all the other things, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, it's not hard to put together. All my job is to, to do as an old father is to make sure that when I see these young people, I thank them and support them. And uh, that's critical. Even our, even our young people that aren't in defence, you know, like I'm a juvenile justice affair bit and... Um, I see so much talent, but there's no supervision. That's all our responsibilities. That's Aboriginal people always about family. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. They're mob unless you've got a quid. Wants to, no one wants to know you. You've spoken quite a bit um, generally and particularly in reference to um, Vietnam veterans. 
you know, of, yep. a, of a lack of recognition of Vietnam vets and, you know, I think more broadly of the contribution of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people to, to defence over years. I mean, I think people see some of that changing, you know, because we are being acknowledged, you know, etc. But it, is it changing really, do you think? Oh, yeah, look, look, the old World War II veterans, I remember when I um, came back as a young bloke, wasn't a real big one, was it? You know, oh, you can't come in here, you know, you know you're not a return man. Is that right, is it? Mm. I was a mouthy tap, so I'd say, I'm coming in, try and stop me, mate. <laughs> and uh, all this other stuff. I always end up in a debate over something. But us Vietnam, uh, Vietnam era, we're the World War II blokes now. The Korean War blokes got it after, before us. As I said, bullets aren't dated or colour-coded. They just shoot you dead. Mm. It gives the fishes what era it is. So you should get the respect that goes with it, whether you're peacekeeping forces and that. If you're over there defending policies for your country, you're past as far as I'm concerned. And it puts such a stigma on a lot of our veterans that, oh, yeah, mate, but I wasn't a return man. I said, I don't care, mate. You know, I said, you had the uniform on just because my number came out of that and yours didn't. Who cares? You took the oath and that's it. Anzac Day 2020, David. It's going to be quite different this year, isn't it? Yep. I'm uh, lovely Mai Street, Maryland, so I'm going to have flags out the front. I've lost one flag that I, I don't know where. I must have, must have got to lick it up somewhere and left it. But anyway, it's the Boxing Kangaroo. And uh, <laughs> I'm still looking, at, looking for it. So that's going to be flying on a pole as well. I hope it does our fellows proud because uh, the little display I'm putting out in front of my place is all about the uh, Indigenous personnel. Mm. And uh, one of our, in reference to Anzac, uh, Private Billy Singh was the best shot in Gallipoli. You mm. never hear about Billy Singh. Mm. All right? Mm. And he was doing his duties the difference. Well, the oh, difference is one bloke was picking up the wound in that, which is commendable, but the other bloke... You know, the turkeys, they had they had bets on the, the two snipers. And our bloke took Abdul the Terrible, which is Turkey's best sniper, out. Mm-hmm. So why didn't I have that information when I went to school? You know, I heard about Ataturk and that, and he was a brilliant field general because he defied the government and kept the troops back. I can respect that. So I'll be in my front yard with my totter rum. I'll be having a nice little totter rum for all our veterans, specifically our brothers and sisters. And uh, we put a lovely man uh, to rest at Botany, and there was only 10 allowed at his uh, funeral. He was in B Company in the Battle of Long Tan by the name of Victor Simons. That hurt. That really hurt. But next year, when it's all normal, we're going to have a memorial service for him. Yeah, that's great. And make make sure that uh, he gets sent off, that he deserves. And that was the biggest battle in in, in Vietnam. The, this man was, he's up there with the best of them. You know, a couple of his family members had to leave because we stood in the back outside, uh, outside, you know, well away. And me and a, a major still serving. And uh, at least the family saw us there, which was important. And I was pretty upset because he deserved better. You know, and it's not their fault. It's the system we're in. David, for people who want to mark Anzac Day 
our communities, certainly, you know, around New South Wales, but around the country, you're doing that at your place, which is going to be great. What can people do? We can still commemorate. You know, no one our mob, and it's your house. The thing that draws all of us has always been a fire, mm. a bit of smoke or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, you know, obviously you can't do that in units and things like that. But um, yeah, just, just go back to something traditional so that it's something that um, if you're living in a unit, just turn the, the colours, the tricolours out, out the window there and put the camera, let that flutter all day, you know the gold and red and the black handkerchiefs or something, to that. just something like that. Mm. Some little visual gesture, all right? Mm. Because um, that's the way to go. I'm just going over overboard because... Uh, You're David uh, Williams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just going overboard because the Defence Department allowed me to be stronger because I was treated as an equal and then you come out and you... Who are you? You know, you know imagine all the colleagues of mine... That, Went back to regional towns and that. And that's white fellas as well. And these guys are walking around floundering, all of us. And it's just difficult. The Department of Veterans Affairs is, tries to do the right thing, but uh, a lot of the old staff that understood veterans, they've just got these new, uh, you know, electronic operators now. That, and they're doing the best they can, but they don't have the passion like the older ones that of yesteryear. And that's... I'm not being nasty, it's just that, you know, that's how it was. Well, David, this Anzac Day then, you're going to be outside of your house. I'm going to be in my front yard with a nice navy rum. At five o'clock in the morning? Yeah, I know, I'm running a bit late. (laughs) Are you really going to be out there at five? Yep. Okay, and how long are you going to stay out there for? All day. All day, all right. So when I turn up at like 10 o'clock, you'll still be there? <laughs> I'll be there and I'll be really warm by 10. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll turn up before 10 for sure, but probably not, yeah. not five. <laughs> my, my biggest worry is all those Darrow mates of mine throughout the, uh, the neighbourhood and around the traps. And, mm-hmm. Oh, God, who knows? <laughs> 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 you know, I might have to open up the school and they can all look from the fence across the road through the bars. I used to, you know, like for three years I helped with the Redfern one, but, you know, it's on Anzac Day mm. and you should be with your units on Anzac Day, mm. you know. It's not an Aboriginal thing, it's it's Anzac Day. And, uh, you know, I said, look, lads, you know, I, I can't, unless you change the date, which I wanted them to, to do, uh, you know, I won't be coming down because I go to the dawn service, then the main march, and I'm with my units which is, in this case, submarines. And, you know, if I miss any of those, there's three or four, maybe more, you know, the wives and that are deceased. You know, we're, we're a tired outfit, and, and I can't be, you know, missing that. Yeah, but the one in May, that was mainly aimed at our students, and, my goodness, uh, we've had to uh, not advertise it so much because well, I don't think we had the crowd control on a couple mm. of occasions. No, it, uh, it's so important. And, uh, yeah, I was just hoping a couple of times we could get the one of the uh, pre-recruitment classes that goes through the, the defence system to attend so that the school kids can have a chat to them because they're just starting off. And they can say, well, he can do it, I can do it, you know, with all the memorabilia in there and soil collection from all over. And 
a lot of other stuff that happens. It's just beautiful. Plus the the best thing about that, you've got the uh, memorial down there on Elizabeth Street. Mm. Well, the best thing about that memorial is the Queensland story. And that way none of our mob can fight. <laughs> and, and I had nothing to do with picking that. I'm just letting these people mm. know out there. But it's a Queensland yarn, and they say no one can fight. It's excellent to have this representation. There's a lot of uh, good comes from, uh, you know, troubled times. Well, hopefully in this time in a year, we'll be able to uh, commemorate Anzac Day as we have been used to over the last number of years. Let, let, let's hope that's the case anyway. What I'd like to see is our service men and women be appreciated more and to have the facilities where we can do that. Mm-hmm.